Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Queen's Table Podcast. I'm your host, Marissa J, and today we are going to be talking about the show Cuties. Yes, that show that's on Netflix that's got everybody in an uproar about. Yeah, we finna discuss it. So, first, let me go ahead and say this. Full disclosure, I have not seen the episode. (laughs) I haven't seen the episode, and I'll explain why later, okay? But let's let's discuss. All right, so there's this show. Um, It's a movie. It's not a show. There's a movie that won, like, I don't know, some film festival. Listen, I don't have any notes in front of me, and that's okay because, you know, that's all right. We all know what the show is about. But um, for those of you guys that don't know or that don't know how this became a thing, it won a couple of film festivals and Netflix picked it up and it was like, yeah, let's run it. And so originally the show is in French and I don't I can't pronounce the French name for it. Listen, I have been interested in learning French for a very long time. I've tried to. I can't get past the first lesson. I just, I don't, that's not, I don't, I don't do the French. Anyway, so when Netflix picked it up, uh, they called it Cuties, and they had like this super, the cover of it was real sketch. It was extra sketchy. And a lot of people were in an uproar about it. And so I looked into it and I was like, okay, so basically it was uh, made by this black French woman. And, you know, there, there wasn't too awful many details about it, but basically every article was like, that's not what this show is. This is not like uh, an R-rated version of Dance Moms. Like, that's not what this show is. That's not what we're doing here. So <clears throat> they... Um, you know, they, they changed the, the picture of the movie or whatever to something else. And I still didn't know what the movie was about. So then I, I'm hopping on social media and everybody is just like freaked the hell out about it. Why? Because it's about a bunch of very young girls, very young girls, very young girls, like, dancing incredibly provocatively and I'm sitting here going ah I don't know if I like this like what and then I saw a preview lord have mercy I saw a preview the previews don't really explain the movie all that well but we'll get into that in a second the previews that I saw It made me want to throw my phone. It made me want to cry, to be honest with you. Like, this is, it's not good at all. At all. The previews that I saw was the one girl teaching all these other, like, three or four other little girls how to be incredibly provocative. In the preview that I saw, the one little, uh, two of the little girls, they were lying about their ages to these teenage boys these girls are 11 by the way 11 years old so anyway I'm sitting here like oh my god I don't want I don't want to hear any more about it I really don't (sighs) but 
it's everywhere. So a good friend of mine, she posted on her Facebook page about it. Like, what do you guys think? And I mean, like I could get into it, into like all of the comments. I'm not going to do all of that. There was one particular person that uh, commented and was like, you know, we was doing this, this dance and that dance back in the early 90s. This really isn't a big deal. Um, you know, it's all you pedophiles out there that are over sexualizing it. Blase, blase with the whoa. So I, I hop on because I really wasn't even going to say anything, but I hopped on. I'm like, speak for yourself, sis. I wasn't doing that in the 90s. I tried to once and my parents beat the hell out of me. Like, <laughs> I wasn't doing that in the 90s. Now, of course, once I hit my teenage years, that's when I was doing all the extra sketch, you know, but not at no 11 years old. At 11 years old, I didn't know what sex was. At 11 years old, I was worried about Sailor Moon. Okay. (laughs) I wasn't doing any of this other stuff. Now, if that's how you grew up, that's perfectly fine. The only thing that I was trying to get across was not everybody grew up that way. Not everybody grew up like that. Not everybody's parents was cool with that. And even the people, the people whose parents weren't cool with that, not every kid did that. I was scared to death of my parents. I was mm-mm, mm-mm. I didn't start messing up until years later. <laughs> but, you know, the that argument and it really didn't even need to be an argument. I'm trying to say my side of it. And in this particular, oh, actually, let me take that back because it wasn't on my friend's post. It was on her post because she she had posted about it. And I was like, I wasn't even going to say anything. But I was like, no, I have to because not everybody grew up that way. So you have to understand in the same way that you don't understand how people can be in such an uproar about it. You've got to be able to understand that. You know, like that, there are people out there that don't understand why you're not in an uproar about it. You feel me? You got to be able to see like both sides of the coin. I'm not saying agree with me. I'm just saying see the both sides of the coin. But with people like that, you can't really argue with like they they hear what they want to hear. And anything else is, I don't know, on the back burner or something. I don't know. I like to be informed and I like to have as much information as possible on both sides, unless it's something crazy like, I don't know, Donald Trump and racism or some shit. But on stuff like this, I want to be able to see both sides of it. I can understand her side. Yeah, I was doing this at 11, but I need you to understand my side. At 11, I was not doing this and I don't understand it. And I've got a daughter. Okay, it hits a little bit differently when you got kids, when you don't have any kids, that's one thing. But when you have your own flesh and blood that you birthed out, it hits a little bit differently. So, no, like I wasn't going at all. But the girl that that uh, the friend that originally had posted posted about it, um, you know, she called me up and she was like, yo, I watched it. And I'm like wait, (laughs) wait. (laughs) Okay. Tell me more. And we talked about it and she was like, you have to watch it. You've got to watch it. I'm like, I'm not going to watch it. Just tell me, give me all the spoilers because I'm not going to watch it. And she was basically, oh, uh, warning, spoiler alert. Um, even though I haven't seen it, I'm going based off of what somebody else had told me. So full disclosure, 
like I said, I have not seen it yet. But this particular person was telling me the plot of the story, how it started off really innocently. These girls were just wanting to dance innocently like 11 year olds dance, you know, and they wanted to enter in some sort of competition and they had to bring something new to the table. So one of the girls Google searched uh, what or how to like famous dance moves or like, you know, cool dance moves or whatever. And that's what popped up. And so she's learning all of this and she takes it to her friends and they learn it. And, you know, it is what it is. And and that's how you got this mess of a mess. Now, a couple of things. They could have gotten the point across using like 15, 16 year olds. I'm not saying that that makes it any better, but you could have gotten your point across using 15 or 16 year olds. Watching this me watching it, that's a trigger for me. Okay. It's a trigger. So I'm not going to watch it, but, and I can see a lot of other people not watching it because it's a trigger. And I don't know. I think it was, I really felt, felt like they could have gotten the point across using older people. However, I remember back when I was a kid, when I was 11 years old, um, what, well, when I was 12, this is shortly after my parents had gotten a divorce. And while my parents are still together, I was in all kinds of everything, all kinds of extracurricular, everything, 4-H club, African dance classes, tap dance, jazz dance, ballet, um, piano lessons, Girl Scouts. I was in everything. Okay. And I think I've mentioned that on the show before. If this is your first time listening, listen sis. I've been everywhere. So when my parents got a divorce, um, you know, I'm the youngest and, and they kind of felt like, okay, this is a big, huge change for her. You know, there's all this moving going on. And, you know, my brother and sister were older, much older than me. They were, you know, my brother was in college at the time. And so, and my sister was fixing to go to college. So they're looking at me like, okay, you know, she's super young and, you know, just, we got to, Oh, let her do her thing. Let her not let her do her thing, but, you know, kind of ease up on on all of the extracurriculars. And when that happened, because I was in so many different things, when that happened, I quit everything. I was like, okay, cool. Y'all gonna let me quit. I'm gonna quit everything. So I quit everything that I was doing. I wasn't doing anything that summer, the summer before sixth grade. I wasn't doing shit, but watching television. That was it on, on the sofa, watching TV all day, every day that and eating. I was prepubescent. So entering into sixth grade, I was pretty overweight. Like I, I ballooned over the summer. And I stayed overweight there for a while. Um, you know, I, I got picked on a lot in school and uh, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't when you're at that age and you're already an outcast. I was going to a predominantly white school. You're already an outcast. Plus, you know, you gain a ton of weight that can do something to, you know, your psyche a little bit. So I had made some friends that year, uh, that year I was going to a new school and I had stayed at that school for a couple of years, but, um, I had made some new friends and one of those friends was, uh, 
into modeling and she ended up um, having a pretty lucrative modeling career. I don't know if you guys are familiar with country, uh, country music, but her brother, Chris Young, he's a big time country singer now. And right around the time that he was getting uh, into music, she was getting into modeling and she had a pretty successful career years down the road. But at this point, she was just now starting. And um, I'd ask we, all of our little circle of friends, we all ask our parents, hey, can we, you know, get in on this? Because we want to model, too. And, um, you know, my our, all of our parents are like, OK, that's cool. Took us down to whatever agency or whatever. And me and another good friend of mine, um, we were both told that we were that we needed to lose some weight. They didn't say specifically, oh, you're fat or you're obese. So, you know, they were just like, come back to us when you lose some weight. So we're like, all right, cool. Um, I didn't take it too hard, um, but my friend kind of did. And this was during a time in which uh, everybody was getting home computers, right? Before this, like... Home computers were just now becoming a, a household commodity and like computers with the Internet. Um, so I remember one day me and my friend, we got we sat down at the computer and we asked Jeeves, you know, at this point, Google wasn't a thing. It was AOL and asking Jeeves. So we asked Jeeves, what is the quickest way to lose weight, the quickest, most effective way to lose weight? And you know what we came across? We came across some very, this is before the internet was regulated, by the way. <laughs> this is before there was, you know, um, there was, this is before there was regulation. And there were a lot of forums about quickly losing weight and, you know, being super naive children, you know, we're 12 at the time, being incredibly naive children, we took this to heart. We're like, oh, okay, we we could do this. We could do that. Very impressionable children. It's on the internet, you know, so it can't be bad. <laughs> this was our thought process. It couldn't be bad because we're kids and we're looking this up. So, you know, if it wasn't meant for kids, then it wouldn't be on the internet, right? So we're just going to look on the internet. We looked on the internet, a um, couple of things that we f came across. Don't eat. Food makes you fat, so don't eat. Oh, that makes perfect sense. If you do have to eat, use laxatives. Take some laxatives about 20 minutes before you eat. That way you expel everything. Oh, this is brilliant. Great. Wonderful. If you don't have access to uh, to, to um um, laxatives, you can take something called Ipecac. Ipecac will make you throw up. They don't sell Ipecac anymore, by the way. <laughs> but these were the things that we were coming across. If you don't have ac access to Ipecac, that's perfectly fine. Just stick your finger all the way down your throat and make yourself throw up. Oh, well, this is, this is perfect. Good, great, wonderful. Some great weight loss tips. And because of that, I struggled with 
uh, eating disorders for well over 15 years. And it was hard to stop, incredibly hard to stop, especially when you didn't know what you were doing was bad. So I get it. I understand. Yeah. Okay. The internet can be a pretty bad fucking place and can tell you some things that mm, kids probably should not be getting into. However, you know, this, I was using these horrible uh, eating disorders in in conjunction with exercise. And whenever I would eat, it would be something healthy. So, you know, my parents never grilled me about it. Oh, why aren't you eating? They were busy. They had their own things to do. You know, um, they set out food and, and if I ate it, I ate it. If I didn't, I didn't. They were none the wiser. It's not like I was keeping it a secret because I didn't know that this was something you were supposed to keep a secret. I didn't know that this is a bad thing, a taboo thing. I wasn't keeping it a secret, but I wasn't displaying it either, you know, and once, you know, me and my friend, once we started losing weight, got a ton of compliments and, you know, more accepting, more accepted in, in other crowds and we didn't see anything wrong with it. And nobody really, not even my family really knew until I was like in the 10th grade. And that's when things started to get really, really bad. Uh, things got incredibly bad uh, before, before uh, about a year or two before I had gotten pregnant with my first son. But going back to it, though, you know, I remember how innocent I thought this was and um, and how it can escape parents. It really get my parents had no clue had no idea that I was doing this. And it was just once they did find out, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you do something like that? Like they couldn't, they couldn't comprehend it. And so, you know, that at that point, it was, it was the damage had already been done. I have done irreversible damage to my body. There are certain things wrong with my body right now, because of that, because of what I was doing. And so I get it. I understand how it can be uh, very confusing to a child when they look up something on the internet and come across something that they really in the fuck shouldn't be. And they think that it's innocent. How ever, again, I haven't seen the movie. I don't, I have not seen this movie yet, but if they're entering into a dance competition, wouldn't the parents be aware? Cause see, I know whenever let's rewind. Remember when I said I was in all of these uh, extracurricular activities and, and all of that, I was in four different dance, uh, genres. Okay. Dance classes. It was African dance classes, jazz, tap, and ballet. We had recitals for each of these. 
Okay, let's let's leave out the Girl Scouts and the and the piano. There's a ton of piano recitals as well. Let's just stick with the dancing. Okay, we had recitals. Okay, and with each recital, we had to practice. Okay, and even with the practices, my parent, your parents, drop you off and pick you up every single day. That I had some one of those practices. My mom, if she was not there, then she had me show her the dance when I got home. There were national competitions that that I entered in. Um, one was a singing competition, and it, it, I'm, I'm not going to get into that. But you know, my parents were there. They were aware of what kind of dance moves I was doing and where I was going and who I was with. They were fully aware of all of that. Now, it's from my understanding that the that the young lady, the girl, the child uh, that that went online to to look up these different dance moves. It, it was under it was my understanding that her parents were incredibly strict I want to say that they come from a Middle Eastern background. I'm not 100% sure. Um, uh, not Middle Eastern background, but an Eastern. But they, were, they was black. I think they was Muslims, to be honest with you. Like, we're, we're just going to not dance around it. I think they was Muslims from Africa. I'm not 100% sure because, once again, I didn't watch the movie. But, but if they were half as strict as my parents... Maybe I just need to go watch the movie. I don't know. Because I'm trying to figure out how in the hell can this just completely slip by these overbearing parents? I'm not saying that, you know, okay, my mom was incredibly overbearing and I rebelled against her more so than my father. But I was rebelling all the way around. All the way around. But I, I, I rebelled against my mom more so than my dad because of how strict she was. You know, I, I wasn't allowed to st- spend the night over anybody's house during the weekdays. Weekends, I could. But if I wasn't spending the night, my curfew. And this is up until I was about 17 years old. Yeah, 17 because I graduated um, uh, high school at 17 years old. So as a senior in high school, you know, my curfew at my mom's house, 6 p.m. on the weekdays, unless it was a Wednesday and I had to be at Wednesday night Bible study if I was going to stay out and 9 p.m. on the weekends. Now, we lived a good 20 minutes away from from the, the town I was going to high school in and the movie theater it was a good little distance. You know, so if I wanted to go and see a movie on the weekend, I'd have to stay the night over at a friend's house. You know, I'm just giving you guys this this little bit of information because I'm I'm trying to get you on my train of thought here. And yeah, I rebelled against my mother um, because she was so incredibly strict. But ain't nothing get past this woman. Could nothing get past this woman. The first time that I hid a pack of cigarettes in my dresser drawer, she found them. (laughs) She found them. I remember one time I was 16 years old. She let me get a job. 
And that was a big thing with her because she was like, you're a child. You're supposed to be your only job is supposed to be school. That's it. I don't want you worrying about, you know, a job job. You, your only job is academics. And so I remember the first. So she let me get this job. I worked there for three days. I uh, the I went into work. I told her I was going to work. I had my homegirl pick me up. And we went joyriding and gallivanting around town. And then um, it was about whenever I got back to to my job to have my mom come and pick me up. She was already there. She already knew. She didn't leave the parking lot whenever I went into work. She sat there. Now, this is a woman that at any given time was holding two jobs. At least two jobs. I remember a time where she was uh, working three and working on her uh, her first nonprofit organization. And yet she still had enough time to sit in the parking lot and make sure that my ass was actually at work instead of having my homegirl come pick me up. Listen, guys. Maybe I do need to watch the the movie to get a better understanding, but I'm not going to watch the movie. And and here here's where I explain why I'm not going to watch the movie. My dad never watched horror movies. Okay, the closest to a horror movie that my dad has has ever like actually sat down and watched with us or that I know of him watching was um, Tales from the Tales from the Hood and Tales from the Crypt, the TV show. Now, the TV show was real, real funny. And the movie was kind of funny, too. It had funny moments. It wasn't a comedy, and neither was Tales from the Crypt, but it had some funny uh, moments there. Now, I wasn't allowed to watch Tales from the Crypt when it was on, but uh, when it was on air. But I remember asking my dad, why don't you, because I wanted him to watch something with me. It was probably one of those uh, Freddy movies or then I don't know. But I asked him, why don't you like watching horror movies? And he was like, because I don't want that stuff in my head. And I couldn't understand that at the time. I guess I was too young. I don't know, but it went completely over my head. I'm like, you don't want this over in your head. Like what? Just don't like go out and kill people. Are you afraid you're going to come become like a serial killer or something? Like, What is your problem? Like, just don't think of it that way. And he was like, no, I don't want that kind of stuff in my head. And it didn't dawn on me until uh, some years later after the Internet, you know, had had become a thing. But before it was heavily regulated, there was this website and I saw some pretty gruesome stuff. I was a older teenager at this time, but still a teenager. And I saw some really. No, I wasn't. I was in my 20s. I was in my 20s, but I saw some seriously horrific things and I was like, OK, I get it. I get it. I don't want that in my head. I don't want to close my eyes at night and see that. So I understood. And now I'm understanding even more. I don't want this show in my head. I have children. I don't want to. Uh, no, I don't. I don't want this show in my head, but that's not to say that the show or this movie should not be watched at all. I think that a lot of people that have an issue with the, the movie should actually sit down and watch the movie because everybody that I know that started out with 
hashtag save the children when talking about this movie that actually sat down and watched the movie, they ended up changing their minds afterwards. So I'm not saying don't go and watch the movie. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying I'm not going to watch it because I don't want that kind of stuff in my head. However, if you're trying to get a better understanding of it, go watch the movie. Because I think that it really explains, uh, it. It's trying what it's trying to do is try to explain how these things happen, how our younger and younger generations are, are coming into things like this. And it's sad. It's really, really incredibly sad. However, (laughs) what are we going to do about this? Like, I don't I don't necessarily see a solution. What is it that we can do about this, especially when I'm not I'm not dogging the song. I'm not dogging the song because to be honest with you, I listen to the song. I know the lyrics to the song. I'm not going to listen to it around my kids, but I know the lyrics to the song. Wow. Okay. And that, that, that music video and that song that just came out not too long ago. And anybody can hop on to YouTube and watch this. Do I want my kids watching that video, that music video? Absolutely not. No, no, I don't want my kids watching that. But how, what are we doing to prevent it? It's, it's so similar to this issue with, with systematic racism in this country. It's incredibly akin to it. We know what the issues are, but is anyone doing anything to prevent it? What, what can we do? Does anybody have a solution? The fact that everybody is so outraged because of this movie and that without having watched it themselves, it shows that there is a problem within society uh, that, 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 that glorifies this type of stuff. There, it's not the movie isn't glorifying children being over overly sexual. It's it's showing how we glorify it. Oh, how we glorify um, sexual behavior, and now kids can have access to it. So, what is it that we're doing to keep this from happening? You know. That's the, that's really the, the question <laughs> that should be asked here. Another thing that really kind of bothers me about this whole topic is that for 10 years, there was a show called Dance Moms. And I just referenced it, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes ago. I I referenced that show, Dance Moms. If you don't know Dance Moms, it's on Lifetime. I'm sure there's an app. I'm sure you can Google search it. I'm sure you can YouTube it and find something on YouTube with Dance Moms on it. Now, were they doing provocative dances? No, they weren't. 
But there was another show. I can't remember for the life of me what the name of that show was. But there was another show and it was kind of like Dance Moms, but an all black cast. And I want to say it was based out of Memphis because I know that the a couple of the um, dance troops that they that they were um, uh, battling against was were in Mississippi. So which is relatively close northern Mississippi. So, I mean, they were close to each other. So I want to say it was based out of Memphis and I used to watch it all the time, but I cannot remember what the name of the show is. If you know what the name of the show is, <laughs> then you know what I'm talking about. But they were, they weren't doing a lot of dances like Dance Moms. Dance Moms had a lot of, you know, ballet and, and acrobatic work going on. This particular show, there were more like majorettes. Okay, if you don't know what a majorette is, go ahead and Google search it right now. They were kind of like more like majorettes and they were doing some dance moves that I wouldn't let my daughter do, you know, and these are very young girls, very, very young children between the ages of like four and 18. So. Nobody was saying anything about those shows coming out. And those were shows like weekly shows. And it was on air for a very long time. And it wasn't that these kids were like going on the Internet and saying, oh, let me Google search what some cool dance moves are. No, no. They were being taught these dance moves. Parents were in the room watching and they were taught these particular dances. You know, when the death drop just first came out, like there were kids doing death drops, (laughs) which is just dangerous in itself. Okay. We're not going to talk about. Anyway. I'm just curious as to why is it that this particular movie is getting so much attention? Is it because people are now starting to realize that there is a very real problem with sex trafficking amongst children, not just in this country, but all over the place? Is that why people are in such an uproar about it? Because it's kind of like if you're going if you're going to feel some type of way about this movie, that's fine. You can feel some type of way about this movie, but please feel some type of way uh, about, um, you know, dance moms and, and these pageant contests. Pageants have been going on since forever. Y'all remember John Benet Ramsey, the little girl that got murdered. OK, the stuff like that is still going on. All I'm saying is keep that same energy. If you're going to have a problem with one thing, have a problem with all of it. Because that's an issue too. These little girls running around here with a face full of makeup and more hair weave than you could ever imagine. Fake teeth, fake spray tans, having these girls growing up with the complex. Like if you're going to be upset about one thing, be upset about everything, please. 
Keep the same energy, but don't come to me about this television show being, you know, um, being so messed up. And then you're not going to say nothing about these pageants that go on with these little girls. Keep the same energy. That's all I'm saying. And, and let me just go ahead. I'm about to, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up because this has gone on a lot longer than I expected it to. But also I'll end on this note. I am okay with admitting when I'm wrong about something. Like I said, I started off the exact same way that everybody else did. Hashtag save our children, right? I started off just like everybody else. And when you come at me with a whole lot of disrespect and anger and just nastiness, I'm not going to respond to it. I don't know anybody who would respond to comments like that. I really don't. But when you come to me and you say, hey, this is the situation. This is what's really going on. This is what the show is about. Yeah, I'm going to respond to that, you know, but I can admit when I'm wrong. We've got to do a whole lot better about admitting when we're wrong. And I'm talking about Every motherfucking body. I'm not just talking about black folks. I'm not just talking about women. I'm not just talking about black women. I'm talking about everybody. We have got to do better when when we're faced with something that challenges our belief. Because that's how we learn. When you close your ears and la 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 the whole time, you're not learning shit. If anything, you're you're hurting yourself. Had I have done that when my friend called and said, I watched the movie, I want to tell you about it. And I, la, 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 I said what I said. If I started doing all of that, this wouldn't even be a whole episode. And this is one of my longer episodes that I've had in a very long minute. You know what I'm saying? So be able to recognize when you've made a mistake and own up to that because, <laughs> All, all we're doing is just yelling at each other at this point. And who the hell is going to listen to somebody yelling at them? Who the hell is going to listen to somebody that's just disrespect left and right? Who is going to listen to that? Nobody is going to listen to that. No one is. We've got to do better at communicating and being able to accept when we are wrong about something. So... Anyway, that's the episode. If this is your first time listening to the episode, hi, welcome. This is what we do. I don't have like an intro like that. Not like that. So sorry. But uh, follow me on Instagram at TQT Podcast. Email me at TQT Podcast at gmail.com. I want to hear your thoughts. Let's talk about it. All right, y'all. That's it for today. You know how we say fuck 2020.